Hi there, listeners. Welcome back to Free the Bishops podcast. This is the podcast where we come together whenever there's news about the Catholic Church in Nicaragua. I'm your host, Carmelite Quotes, and today our co-host, Rosary Mom, will join me and we'll explore stories of courage, resilience, and faith, especially shedding light on the unjust imprisonment and disappearances of Catholic bishops. So stay tuned and be a voice for those who need it most in Nicaragua. I'm Carmelite Quotes, and this is Free the Bishops. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the strained relationship and struggles of faith between the Catholic Church and the Nicaraguan governments since the last 50 years. You know, there was an article that was published today by Voice of America Media Outlet, written by journalist Houston Castillo. And Houston, who is a Nicaraguan journalist now in exile, provides an overview of the historical relationship between the Catholic Church and the Nicaraguan governments. He emphasizes the 1979 Sandinista Revolution, which overthrew the dictator Tachito Somoza, that is Anastasio Somoza de Baile, and what was the church's role during that time when the Sandinistas overthrew Somoza. You know, the church had begun to speak out against Somoza after he managed to arrange his 1974 re-election, much in the same way as Daniel Ortega arranged his re-election in sham elections in 2021. So as we look at this, we can see how Houston Castillo, in his article, moves from Ortega's initial moment of power after the revolution eliminated Somoza's regime. Then there were two failed elections. He lost to the widow of the journalist Chamorro, Doña Violeta, and he also lost to Enrique Bolaños. And that created a vacuum. So Ortega came back to power in 2007. And you have some information on that, don't you, Rosary Mom? Yeah, Ortega, um, Daniel Ortega's return to power in 2017 came with a message of reconciliation and peace. The relationship between the church and the state was thought to be good and much different from the 1980s Sandinista revolution. Prior to coming to power in 2007, after two election losses, he actually changed his characteristic military green clothes for white clothes as a symbol of peace, and he even got married in the Catholic Church with his partner, Rosario Murillo, to whom he'd been civilly married since 1978. Ortega even apologised for past mistakes, and Cardinal Obando y Bravo celebrated a special mass for peace and reconciliation. However, the church 
quickly broke with the Sandinista government of Ortega due to the abuses of power. And to share some insights from the Nicaraguan-born priest, Father Aragon, um, he has said that the tensions or confrontation with the people based on religion was not going to favour the Sandinistas because the people are mostly Christian and the Christian majority, a significant number of them are Catholics. So confronting the church would not have solved the problem. And a survey shows from a 2021 report that 65% of Nicaraguans consider the Catholic Church to be the most trusted institution in the country. It's true, the people do trust the church. And that is why we see tensions, difficulties now between those who long for freedom, those who long for democracy, and those who are placing their trust in Daniel Ortega and his vice president, Rosario Murillo, rather than placing their trust in God. You see that these strategic alliances that began with the Catholic Church started with this cardinal, Miguel Obando y Bravo. Ortega sought to establish alliances with the Catholic Church in 2007. And Cardinal Obando y Bravo, who had once been a critic of the Sandinista government, changed his tune more or less. Houston Castillo, in his article for Voice of America, interviewed probably the journalist who is the foremost religion reporter from Nicaragua. That journalist's name is Israel Gonzalez. Israel Gonzalez is in exile now in Spain and writing for Catholic publications in Spain. But Israel Gonzalez told the author of this Voice of America article that Ortega was approached by the opportunity to set this alliance up with Cardinal Obando y Bravo. And Ortega wanted to overcome the tensions that had existed between the church and himself. So since Cardinal Obando was having a difficult time with the previous president, Bolaños, whom I had mentioned before, Ortega apologized for mass debt for his past mistakes. And Cardinal Obando y Bravo presided at a mass then for the 25th anniversary of the Sandinista Revolution in 2004. And Cardinal Obando accepted Ortega's so-called apology during the celebration of a special mass for peace and reconciliation. Um, Father Aragon, who you mentioned, Rosary Mom, says that Daniel Ortega told Cardinal Obando that the accusation of corruption is over, but you need to take our side, the Sandinista side. And this is when an alliance began 
between the official church led by Cardinal Obando and Daniel Ortega. But if you move ahead to 2005, Cardinal Obando had reached the age limit, according to the Catholic Church, and he needed to reside because he had reached the age limit of 75. So in 2005, St. John Paul II accepted Cardinal Obando's resignation. And in his place, he named Bishop Leopoldo Brennus as the successor to become the Archbishop, not only of the Archdiocese of Managua, but the head of the entire ecclesiastical province of Nicaragua. And everything was fine until 2018. Tell our listeners what happened in 2018, Rosary Mom. So in 2018, anti-government protests erupted in Nicaragua over social security reforms, which left, sadly, at least 300 people dead and hundreds injured and scores of people were detained. The Nicaraguan government then called for national dialogue and thought that the Catholic Church could serve as a mediator, but to no avail. Father Aragon said that the government thought that the church could calm things down. But on the contrary, during the protests, priests welcomed the demonstrators in Catholic churches to protect them from the repression of the police forces and the bishops then asked for an early election. The journalist Israel Gonzalez said that the church chose to be on the side of the protesters in denouncing the human rights violations. And I think that's what Ortega and the First Lady Rosario Murillo don't forgive the church for. And they also don't forgive the Catholic Church um, for an early election and a democratisation of the country. Now, the church's role in supporting the protesters and advocating for human rights um, led to increased tensions within the government. Ortega branded the 2018 protests as an attempted coup against his government and following the 2018 political crisis relations between the church and the Nicaraguan state fractured to the point where Ortega government called priests demons and cassocks. Yes, the spokesperson for the Nicaraguan government is the wife Vice President, most recently described as co-president, Rosario Murillo. And Rosario Murillo, in her radio addresses, Daniel Ortega in his speeches, public speeches, they both have labeled the church as being enemies of the government. And there have been escalating attacks against the Catholic Church since 2018. For instance, in July, on July 9, at St. Sebastian Cathedral, excuse me, St. Sebastian Basilica in Diriamba, the Apostolic Nuncio, Waldemar Sommertag, 
Cardinal Leopoldo Brenes, and the Auxiliary Bishop of Managua, Bishop Silvio Jose Baez, went to Diriamba to rescue volunteers who were trapped by Sandinistas inside the Basilica. And during that rescue mission, Bishop Baez was injured, others were roughed up, and it was a terrible scene. Just a few days later, there was a 15-hour siege on Divine Mercy Church in Managua. Two students died as they took shelter inside the church. Others were injured. The church was shot up. The Blessed Sacrament tabernacle was hit by a bullet. They've never repaired the tabernacle. You can still see the bullet denting the outside of the tabernacle. It did not get to the inside of the tabernacle. But it was a terrible, terrible scene. And a Washington Post reporter, Joshua Partlow, was trapped inside the rectory with the students and the priests. And he obviously lived to tell the story. And um, so we still have his report today. Then there was an acid attack in 2019 on one of the priests, an older priest, Father Mario Guevara, as he was hearing confessions in the cathedral in Managua. And then in 2020, on July 31, there was a firebombing of a historic chapel inside the cathedral. The Sangre de Cristo image, a crucifix, centuries old, was virtually destroyed. The face of Jesus came off the crucifix, and it's a, a terrible scene that many, many people recall. But, you know, this year, things have reached a new level in the past year, 2023. Pope Francis made remarks in March of 2023, which emphasized the unprecedented level of repression faced by the church. For instance, he said that the leaders of Nicaragua must be imbalanced. He referred to the Nicaraguan regime as a Hitlerian dictatorship. He compared it to the Bolsheviks and the, Ru the Russians after 1917. He made similar remarks and Vatican media has published many stories besides what the Pope has said in these interviews. In response to the Pope's famous interview in March of 2023, that very same day, the Ortega dictatorship expelled the apostolic nuncio. And so Archbishop Somertag was forced to leave the country on short notice, and the dictatorship of Ortega forced the closure of the nunciature not long after that, just a few days later. But difficulties remained. Churches have been assaulted. There are Sandinistas who take videos and photos during masses, trying to see what the priest is saying. 
who he's praying for. Bishops arrested, priests abducted, deacons and seminarians kidnapped. And we use the term abduction or kidnapping because of the fact that these are not arrests based on legitimate charges. There's no due process in Nicaragua for any Catholic bishop, priest, deacon, or seminarian. Even the faithful have been abducted. They've been expelled from the country. They've been stripped of their citizenship. And those who remain have been urged to remain silent. Here's an example today. Independent NICA journalist Miguel Mendoza mentioned that Father Frutos Constantino Valle, who's 78 years old, over the age limit, but was appointed since January as the administrator ad omnia for the Diocese of Esteli. Why do they need an administrator? Because the bishop who was the apostolic administrator is sitting in prison. That's Monsignor, or as we call him, Bishop, Rolando Alvarez. In Spanish, the term is Monsignor. And it was this administrator at Omnia who's taking Bishop Alvarez's place. The administrator, Father Valle, told all the priests in the Diocese of Esteli that they cannot mention Bishop Rolando Alvarez's name, and they can't say anything against the dictatorship. How can they not mention Bishop Alvarez's name when mentioning the name of the bishop is part of the Eucharistic prayer? So the Ortega regime has inflicted untold damage, not just on buildings, not just in seizing buildings, but also in arresting, abducting, expelling, stripping citizenship of so many priests, bishops, deacons, seminarians, and even members of religious institutes, such as the Sisters of Charity of Mother Teresa and the Dominicans and the Trappistine nuns. So you can see that there is a severe crisis going on, and this is what we discuss in almost every episode. It's a crisis that can turn on a dime. You know, the bishops and the priests and the deacons and seminarians could be released tonight. Instead, there could be more arrests tonight of priests or bishops or seminarians or deacons. Things can turn on a dime. And so that's why Bishop Silvio Jose Baez, in a recent address that he made that was published to YouTube, he has pleaded for international attention to this crisis facing the church. He's pleaded for solidarity with the persecuted church in Nicaragua, not just from nations. He's pleaded for solidarity from bishops in the Catholic Church. He's asking his fellow Catholics, all of us, to pay attention to what's happening in Nicaragua, to share the stories from Catholic media, 
to share the stories in secular media because almost every day there is something that is published in English. There is something published in Spanish, certainly, and even in other languages such as French, such as German, and even in Italian and Polish. News agencies around the world, Catholic Vatican News, for example, are publishing these stories, and we need to stand in solidarity with the church. Bishop Baez begs us, pleads with us, to pray for the church, doesn't he, Rosary Mom? He does. He does. He really needs the international community and to stand with them in prayer and unite for the persecuted church in Nicaragua. And I think by praying, specifically the international community can pray. One way to pray is to pray the rosary. The rosary is a powerful Catholic tool for prayer where you take Mary's hand and journey through the life of Christ and the beauty of scripture. Many popes and saints describe the great, great power in praying the rosary. And in fact, our Blessed Mother Mary herself has appeared several times in Coapa in Nicaragua with messages which include to pray the rosary. So we should listen and learn from our Blessed Mother, the Popes and the Saints, and pray. So we'll now pray together for the persecuted church in Nicaragua. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all power and might, we pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters at this time. Protect them, Lord, and shield them from all danger. May your Spirit visit them and fill them with fresh hope, courage and love. Amen. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in the day of battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who wander the world, taking the ruin of souls. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We are so grateful that you support and listen we ask you to share this podcast with those who don't know what's going on in nicaragua those who don't know the history of the catholic church in these last 50 years so share like comment on the polls that we have on our podcast website and definitely listen to us because we record on spotify but this podcast is also available on other platforms such as Amazon, Audible, CastBox, and Google. And you can look for us on other platforms as well. So we thank you for listening today. Stay tuned for more episodes, listen to our past episodes, and join us as we advocate for the freedom of religion and the freedom of the Catholic Church in Nicaragua. 
So God bless and thanks everyone. Peace be with you. God bless.